Hey guys, I'm part of the Dynamic Duo. I'm Gomez with Brian Colburn, my co-host. What's up? What's up? What's going on, Brian? Nice to hear your voice, Gomez. Great to be here with a Playlist Wars update for everybody. We wanted to kind of put some rumors to bed. Gomez and I are recording this very, very early on a Sunday morning to fill everybody in on what's been going on. What's happening with Playlist Wars? Is Playlist Wars alive? Is Playlist Wars dead? We wanted to kind of put all of this to rest. Is there infighting? Are you guys butting heads? Was there a falling out? First off, no. He still owes me $2. (laughs) (laughs) And he's going to keep the show going until he gets it back. (laughs) Kidding aside, Gomez and I reached a point at the beginning of the school year, like we've always talked about on our show, family comes first. Gomez's kids are six and two years old. My kids are in their teen years and 10. And because of that, the timing of our lives is become nearly impossible during the school year to get on the same page. When I am free for an hour or two, Gomez is doing dinner and bath time. And when Gomez gets done putting his kids to bed at 830 at night, my kids are getting home from practice and we're starting homework. And then at 10 o'clock at night, we look at each other and go, yeah, there's just no way we're doing this. So to be perfectly honest, Playlist Wars is not dead. There is no fighting. But during the school year, it's pretty much impossible for us right now with our children on different time schedules to record however summertime is a different beast and this summer playlist wars will be recording new episodes that's the goal that's what we're hoping to happen that we could start rolling out on a monthly basis during the school year so our goal is to bank up a bunch of shows in the summertime and throw them out once a month starting this september so no playlist wars isn't dead however Because Gomez and I are on completely different schedules. That we are. The Playlist Wars extended cinematic universe, even though we're not movies, does exist now. And we have branched off into spinoffs of Playlist Wars. I was about to say spinoffs. Yeah, spinoff shows, if you will. This is like the Three's a Crowd of Three's Company. The What's Happening Now of What's Happening. All the spinoffs you know and love. First up. I am doing a music talk podcast, big shocker there, and that is called My Weekly Mixtape. It's a different animal than Playlist Wars because Playlist Wars is a quote-unquote competitive, it's a fun competition, but it's a competitive show in nature. My Weekly Mixtape is a collaborative discussion where like I did when I was in fourth and fifth grade, I get together with my friends and we would build mixtapes together. This show is a discussion about the music and we build mixtapes once a week through the topic that we've chosen. We start to build through the bank of songs we bring to the table. Everything is done organically on the fly. It is not something where we come with our 10 songs and we just kind of talk about them one by one. We're coming with a bank of 20, 30, 40 songs, and we're pulling what best works for the discussion that's happening. So the directions it can go are endless in every episode. And I've got a lot of great friends of the Playlist Wars family, a lot of great podcaster friends, some of Gomez and I's mutual friends, as well as some of the great musicians we've been blessed to talk with coming on to kind of talk about music in a different way where it's not a competition. It's more of a collaborative one-on-one approach. 
So mm-hmm. I'm very excited about that. So if you are a Playlist Wars subscriber listening to this now, unfortunately, it's not going to be on the same feed that you're listening to Playlist Wars here. It is going to be at myweeklymixtape.com as well as my weekly mixtape on whatever podcast provider you're listening to us on right now i hope you'll subscribe to that and give a listen to the things i'm doing at my weekly mixtape and on top of that gomez is taking his music movies video games restaurant talk to a new level with yes yes. the sleevy g show the spinoff of your nickname on playlist wars oh yeah and that's something i've I've been talking to brian actually when we it took me a month later to say, hey, Brian, I need to do something. And he's like, do it. Just do it. So give birth to the Sleevy G show. Why Sleevy G? Well, I put it out on Twitter. It sounded really cool. It but got the votes, man. Sleevy it G got the is votes. Sleevy G for the win. But Sleevy G won. And I got to thank DT from Space Castle. He made my logo. It's awesome. I love it. And yes, my whole take from the music that we all love. I will be doing music. I will be doing video games. I will be doing movies. Nostalgic movies. Talk about old movies, new movies. Movies are coming out soon. Same thing with music. Same thing with video games. But I'm also going to take it to another level. My love for food. Yes, I am a big man. And it takes a big man to admit it. (laughs) So I will be talking to local restaurants and probably some local businesses too around me and my area in New Jersey that has opened up. And, you know, some of them are actually my friends. Uh, that I've known for quite some time and supported them. And, you know, we're going to be talking about a restaurant that actually survived COVID. She bought it four months prior to COVID and she survived it. So we're going to talk about her soon. And I'm excited, Brian. I'm so excited because we just did episode one, too. You wouldn't believe who the special guest was. You're going to have to find out. (laughs) You're going to have to find out when I post it. He just gave you a hint. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) Well, folks, you know, I felt like the show, unfortunately, screeched to a halt because of our schedules and timing. And I think I speak on behalf of both of us when I say we apologize for that. We never expected Playlist Wars to take off like it did. And we don't want to put it to bed, so we're not going to. But there is going to be a little bit of a break between now and August when we're actually able to record a bank of shows and make it happen. So in the meantime, we have this Playlist Wars Extended Universe, if you will, SleevyGPodcasts.com, MyWeeklyMixtape.com, search The Sleevy G Show and My Weekly Mixtape on your various podcast providers. Sleevy G Show is going to be on YouTube, so you could watch it there and see it as opposed to My Weekly Mixtape, which is still audio only for now. And we are still out there doing stuff, and we will be reconvening this summer and recording more episodes of Playlist Wars for you all. And I will soon, this guy gave me a couple episodes, I will be on the, uh, you know, Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, all the, the Spotify, all of them too soon, uh, once I learn a little bit more of my audio technique here. So, guys, bear with me, please, because like I said, Brian did the show for us, where I did all the music entering it in, Brian did all the editing, he did all the stuff. So, that's why the show is awesome, and this is why what we're doing I'm more raw. He's more clean. That's the big difference. Well, you know that you can reach out to me anytime you got a technical oh, question, which you've already have. So I'm not I already have about already, that. I already have before we even started recording episode one. <laughs> 
Well, folks, we are going to be back. Playlist Wars is not dead. Thank you, everybody, for supporting the show, the playlisters. But this extended universe, if you will, as we're jokingly referring to it, is continuing with Sleevy G Show and my weekly mixtape. Hope you stay connected with us there, and we will see you later this summer. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being part of the Playlist Wars family, and we will see you guys next time. Take care, everybody. Much love to everybody. This is Ed Kennard from the podcast The Greatest Song Ever Sung Poorly, the podcast that takes karaoke exactly as seriously as it should be taken. And you're listening to Playlist Wars. Let the battle begin. Welcome to Playlist Wars. I'm part of the dynamic duo. My name is Gomez with my partner in crime, Brian Colburn. With our special guest, Dave Zalatoris, with the Beer in Front podcast. What's going on, everybody? What's up? What's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. Welcome back, Dave. It's great to have you back on the show again, man. I'm happy to be back, although I think the election was rigged the last time I was on for Social D. I don't know. I, I need to recount the votes on the Social D episode. There was a few hanging chads on that yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I blame the guy in the middle. Yeah. I'm calling some attorneys to investigate. Oh, well, <laughs> the playlister jury has spoken. I don't want to spoil too much of ours. Go back and listen to it. Absolutely, I'm not going to say yeah. who won. <laughs> <laughs> now, Dave, you did a band episode with us. Yes. Tonight is totally different. It is a topic. So the topic for tonight is album openers, which doesn't specify a genre. Any album any opening song. So basically the entire world of recorded music is in your hands, Dave. How difficult did you find narrowing that down to 10 songs? This was extremely difficult. And I know, and I'm sure all three of us left off phenomenal, phenomenal songs. This was so hard for me because I wanted to make sure I didn't repeat an artist so all 10 of my tracks are from a different artist which made it tough it's like who do you pick from this great band or this great band some bands i just left off some i had to think of like the importance it may not be one of my favorite songs from that band but it was a significant opening song for history, for music history, things like that. This was really tough. And after a while, I just had to say, here it is. I got to let it roll and we'll go with it. Just to show the listeners out there a little something into what Dave Gomez and I are going through to come up with our 10. I'm going to start tonight's episode off with a call that we got at our voicemail, which is 201-644-6498. If you ever want to chime in prior to an episode recording, go to Twitter. We'll announce that we're taking submissions for the episode, and you can call and leave a message as well. This first one is a voicemail we got from Chris at the Chris and Amanda show. Hey, hey, hey. This is Chris Vaglio, co-host of the Chris and Amanda show, and I am just leaving my comment here for best opening track for a record. I actually have three. Number one would be Battery on Metallica's Master of Puppets. 
Number two would be Welcome to the Jungle off of Appetite for Destruction, which also, by the way, those two records are also great examples of great openers and great album closers as well, with Damage Incorporated being on uh, Master of Puppets and Rocket Queen being on Appetite for Destruction. And I'm going to add one more for a live album, the opening of Alive After Death, which is Churchill's speech going into Aces High. Nothing more metal than that. Thanks a lot, guys. Keep up the great work and keep on rocking. All right, gentlemen. We had Metallica. We had Guns N' Roses. We had Iron Maiden. All three of those bands, I could personally come up with multiple album openers, barring the ones that Chris picked aside. Right then and there is just how hard this episode was. Before we get down to business, if you like what you're hearing on Playlist Wars and you want to support the show, please consider becoming a Patreon member at patreon.com forward slash Playlist Wars. We have several tiers to choose from and appreciate the support at any level. Once again, that's patreon.com forward slash Playlist Wars. Tonight, again, our topic is opening album tracks. And we've each individually created the playlist with our top 10 favorite choices, none of which have been shared between the three of us prior till now. Throughout the episode, we'll each reveal our track ones through track tens, one by one, crafting what we each feel is the perfect album openers playlist. After the episode, we turn it over to you, the playlister jury, to vote at playlistwarspodcast.com to decide once and for all which one of us got it right. And while you're at PlaylistWarsPodcast.com, you can also listen to each one of our playlists just in case you want to hear our individual thought processes through the songs themselves. And later on in the show, we'll each get to choose our one honorable mention song of the night, which has to be a song that somebody else on this panel picked, but you didn't. So Dave, let's drop the needle on your album opener of album openers, so to speak. What do you have for track one? When we were talking about this, I'm like, I know my first one is probably going to be a trifecta. To me, this is low-hanging fruit, and but I'm going to pick it anyway. It's a great song from a great album that came out 51 years ago from the Who's Next record. My first track is Baba O'Reilly from The Who. Oh, wow. Great pick on that one. I mean... I love the song. It's one of those songs that whenever you hear it, you just turn it up. I've loved the song, even though when I was listening to it as a child, I didn't know what the name of the song was. I thought it was Teenage Wasteland. <laughs> no one, you know, as a kid knew what the name of the song was, Baba O'Reilly. I remember, and you guys probably know being out east, I remember... Paul O'Neill with the Yankees and especially I think it was the 2001 series I remember working and I worked nights at the time and that great series against the Diamondbacks and I'm like driving home fast because I want to catch the end of the game on TV so I'm listening to the game on the radio and whenever Paul O'Neill would come up like you would hear the opening parts of the song and the announcers didn't know music. So the announcer was like, and he's playing Bobby Riley. <laughs> but I love the song. Like I said, no, even though it's overplayed to this day, if I hear that opening part, I'm turning it up to 11. Great pick. That's actually 
my number three. That's my track Aww. three pick. Uh, well, seeing Brian's face, I broke a bingo. So, yes, I love this song for a lot of great reasons. First of all, yes, growing up hearing Paul O'Neill come up to it. But also, it was in the 1998 movies A Bug's Life, the 1999 movie American Beauty, the 2012 Resident Evil, 2013 Jobs, the Peanuts movie in 2015, mm-hmm. in Free Guy in 2021. It was also in a movie, uh, a sports movie called Prefontaine in 1997, and the 99 film Summer of Sam. And on top of it, for hockey fans, NHLers who love hockey, I know being central, you're a Chicago Blackhawks kind of a guy. Yes, I am. Original six team. There we go. Mm-hmm. Same thing with my New York Rangers who lost in the conference finals to the Tampa Bay Lightning. But that's okay. Next year, I'm hoisting that cup, hopefully. They're hoisting the cup, not me. But every time that the Rangers are in the playoffs, they come out to Babbo O'Reilly. So that song, I got lucky. I was at game five against the Carolina Hurricanes. And to hear it live there and seeing the Rangers come out to it was the greatest thing. I can't even explain. That's how awesome it was. That I'm talking about it. The hairs in the back of my neck and my face are standing up. That's how awesome it was. So track three, the who Bob O'Reilly for me. Great pick Gomez, but I am handing you the bingo killing ax. Yeah. Cause that is also my track one. What a great way to open an album of album openers. I mean, really you hear that you're sitting down and you're listening. I don't care how many times you hear that song. Yeah. It appeared in time magazines, all time, 100 songs list. Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. And the song is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as one of the 500 songs that shaped rock and roll. Cover songs, Dropkick Murphys on the vinyl only edition of their 2007 album, The Meanest of Times, do a sick cover. You can find it on YouTube. And Pearl Jam does an amazing live version that appears on several of the live concert releases they've put out over the years. If you want to hear more about Bob O'Reilly on Playlist Wars, head back to episode 31, the battle of 1971 songs featuring Michael from Michael's record collection. Shout out to Patreon playlister Sissy, along with on Twitter, two guys, two things, Jake6573, Mark Timms, and Eric, who all chimed in with this absolute anthem. My track one as well, The Who, Baba O'Reilly, Gomez. We are right back to you for your track one now. What song killed this bingo? All right, so this was a very hard list to come about. So for putting Baba O'Reilly number three was very difficult. I went with one of my favorite songs, one of my favorite bands in 1977, ACDC's Highway to Hell. This is what I opened up with. It's such a great tune. I just love hearing this song. And it's one of those things I listen to. Now, I talk about it much more on our episode 11. But it's in a few movies, of course. Uh, Mega Mind in 2010. Wild Hogs 2017. Final Destination 2 in 2003. Detroit Rock City 1999. Sleepy Hollow 2017. Brian, one of our favorite shows that you got me addicted to, How I Met Your Mother in 2011, Mm -hmm. Blue Bloods in 2011, and kind of funny, The Simpsons in 1999. So track one, ACDC, Highway to Hell. Dave, do you have any ACDC on your list? I'm sorry, I do not. Phenomenal song. 
there's been some great covers of it. Springsteen did it with Tom Morello playing guitar and Eddie Vedder. It's a great song. And for me personally, there just came a time where I'm like, I just got to stop with these 15 shuffle the deck. And so, no, unfortunately, I do not have Highway to Hell. I hang my head in shame. Well, pick it back up because I need to hand you a trifecta killing axe. Oh. I don't want you to cut yourself. They're pretty sharp. <laughs> I do not have Highway to Hell, but I close my playlist with the perfect closer of album openers, ACDC, for those about to rock. We salute you. The opening track from 1981's album of the same name reached number four on the Billboard U.S. Mainstream Rock Charts. It is one of the greatest opening songs of all time with one of the greatest opening rock lyrics of all time. Stand up and be counted for what you are about to receive. Oh, my God. Plus, the 21-gun salute. Come on. If you've never <laughs> seen ACDC Live, when that happens, I don't care how young or old you are. You got the rock horns up in the air and you're screaming at the top of your lungs. Shout out on Twitter to Kevin Yoda 24 man, who also chimed in with this ACDC anthem, along with two other tracks. Gomez, he also chimed in with Highway to Hell, as well as Who Made Who, both songs from the albums of the same names. Also a shout out to Joel Flores and Michael from Michael's Record Collection, who chimed in with Hell's Bells from Back in Black. Another one you can't argue. All phenomenal songs. Every one of them. And if you did a podcast that was longer than 10 songs, they'd be in my list. <laughs> <laughs> well, even this, Thunderstruck is a track one as well. Well, I, I was thinking Thunderstruck, but I was just like, you know, I, I already did the Varsity Blues episode. I talked about Thunderstruck with Pop Culture Yearbook. So mm -hmm. for me, it was just like, oh, I, I already overdid this song a couple times too many. <laughs> so I had to go with the next best thing, you know? <laughs> I got it. Well, Dave, we are right back to you now for track two. One of my favorite songs, one of my favorite songs to hear live from the 1987 album, The Joshua Tree. My number two song is where the streets have no name from you two. Actually, this song, I almost like the single version better. On the single version, it has the edge singing harmony on the chorus, mm -hmm. but still the album version, when you hear that opening keyboard part, when you see it in concert, when the whole stage the lighting goes red like it did under that initial tour. It just brings everyone to your feet. I love this song to death. So yeah, my number two is where the streets have no name. So I didn't pick any U2, but I'm going to tell you, we had a great battle with Chris Hartman from Films Exile podcast, our episode six. And I'm going to say two of us had it on our playlist, <laughs> but I love that song. It's a great song. I was thinking about using that again, but it, it was like another toss up. I went with something a little yeah. different for my number two. You see, I would have went with a U2 song had Christmas baby, please come home, been the <laughs> opening track on a very special Christmas, but it wasn't. Yep. So I do not have U2 on my list. However, Jay Hall at the Oki Bookcast 
GPTHE3 and Eric RCWHLR all chimed in with where the streets have no name, as well as Kent Anderson and Andreas at the Latin jukebox both chimed in with beautiful day. Another great U2 opener. Unfortunately, not on my list either. Gomez, we are back to you for track two. So track two, one of the most iconic bands in history, probably, I think. I went with Queen, One Vision. So we talked about this on episode 20, The Battle of Queen with uh, Leah Jones from the Chibo Rocky podcast. It was on their 1986 album, A Kind of Magic. And it was never really released as a single. But I will say this, it was in one of my favorite movies in 1986, Iron Eagle. You know, so one of my, you know, cha-ching, another movie for me. Track two, Queen, One Vision. Great track. I missed a lot of bands and I was going back and forth and I had to leave Queen off. But no, I'm a big fan of One Vision. It's a great song. I also want to give a shout out to Tony Watson, who chimed in with another amazing Queen opener, Tie Your Mother Down. Mm -hmm. I feel guilty that I don't have Queen on here. And to be perfectly blunt, they would fit right in with my playlist. So that could be a very, very, very strong honorable mention contender for me tonight. So we are right back to me now for my track two. I'm going back to 1981. The song reached number 44 on the Billboard US Hot 100. And it's astonishing to me that this song was not a top 40 hit, considering how ingrained it is in their and music's legacy. I am going with 1981's Moving Pictures, Rush, Tom Sawyer, placed 19th on VH1's list of 100 greatest songs of hard rock. In 2010, it was one of five Rush songs inducted into the Canadian Songwriters Hall of Fame, along with Limelight, The Spirit of Radio, another great opener, Subdivisions, another great opener, and Closer to the Heart. Cover songs, not necessarily a cover, but Gomez movie reference here. The song was remixed by DJ Z Trip for the movie Small Soldiers. If yes, you remember that yes, one. I do. And in 1999, the band Dead Sea covered the track for their commencement album. And then in 2005, Sebastian Bach from Skid Row fame, Dominic Cifarelli, Jeff Feldman, Vinnie Moore, Stu Ham, and Mike Mangini of Dream Theater covered the track on the Subdivisions, a tribute to Rush album. Episode 57, The Battle of Rush, features Steve and Jerry from the Something for Nothing, a Rush fan cast episode. If you want to hear a lot more about Tom Sawyer and countless other Rush classics, check that episode out. Shout out on Twitter to Chris Merlo and Josh Zimmer, who both chimed in with Tom Sawyer, along with our good friend Sean Faust, who chimed in with Hemispheres, and Tony Watson, who chimed in with The Spirit of Radio. So I'm happy to see some rush love from the playlisters tonight, including my track to Tom Sawyer Gomez. Do you have any rush on your playlist? tonight? No, I regret not having it. And it's in one of my favorite football movies with Adam Sandler, the water boy, when he comes <laughs> back, he kicks butt in the movie at the end. So that is one of my favorite. songs. it is truly a great song. And I got to thank, Brian, we, we lost a good friend, Dominic, and our buddy Dom. And 
he was a huge Rush fan and he actually introduced me to Rush. And I fell in love with him pretty automatically when I started hearing some of the songs. And I'm like, oh, that's them. I didn't realize it. You know what I mean? So to our buddy Dom, this will probably be my honorable mention tonight just because we have always that good connection with him. Obviously with Dom and all the memories I have tied to this band, there was no way that I was doing this one tonight without sending a toast up to him. Mm -hmm. Dave. Do you have any rush on your playlist? I do not. The spirit of radio was in my initial like top 20 list and it didn't make the top 10. And there's another band that I'm sure one of you two are going to bring up that I'm going to kick myself for, but unfortunately, no, no rush on my playlist. All right. We are moving on to track three then. Gomez had the Who's Bob O'Reilly killing Mm -hmm. our bingo. Dave, what do you have for your track three? I have one that I'm sure I'm going to be on an island here with. But one of my favorite bands, one of my favorite records from this band, from the Life's Rich Pageant record from R.E.M., great opening song, Begin the Begin. Ooh, R.E.M. Man, I know a subset of our listeners that between the U2 and the R.E.M., you're on a very good path right now. Yeah, just great track. They played it live towards the end of their career. Interestingly enough, the last two times I saw them, they didn't open with it. They use it as the number two song, but it's just a song. It's probably my favorite R.E.M. record. And for me, that was just a great way to kick it off. Early R.E.M., you could never understand a word Michael Stipe was singing. So who knows what he was singing outside of, you know, let's begin again, you know, begin to begin. That's all I knew. But everything about that song, I love. Well, I know you're not alone with the R.E.M. love because while begin to begin was not mentioned, Zed One Pod and Muncie's music account both chimed in with Drive from Automatic for the People, Mm. and Rich 2022 chimed in with What's the Frequency Kenneth from Monster. So, I mean, lots of REM love out there from the playlisters. Unfortunately, did not make my list. Gomez? Um, No, no REM for me, but excellent picks um, from our playlisters from Patreon and Twitter, and a great pick by you, Dave. That's that's another good one, too. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, then we are on to me for my track three. And man, Gomez, I'm going to I'm going to make you feel a little nostalgic now. Oh, really? How's that possible? (laughs) I am going to go back to episode one of Playlist Wars, the Battle of Metallica. Wow. The first. Yes, yes, yes. I am going with my favorite Metallica album. Now, St. Anger. No, I was about to say St. Anger. (laughs) I was about to say that, too. I am going with 1988's and Justice for All, and I am going with Blackened. I mean, come on. Metallica knows how to open an album. Hit the lights. Fight fire with fire. Battery. Enter Sandman. Hell, I'll even say it. Even Frantic from St. Anger is the best song on St. Anger. So any of those songs, except for Frantic, could be worthy contenders for my list tonight. But for me... As I have to stay true, Blackened is my favorite Metallica song of all time, and it opens up my favorite album. My track three, Metallica's Blackened. I want to give a shout out on Twitter to Kay Hutch and Ralph Savetto, who both chimed in with that one. 
as well as Maddie Ice Freights, who chimed in with Hit the Lights from Kill 'em All, and Kevin Yoda 24 Man, John Pritchard of the Well Disguised Podcast, and Mike Daly, who all chimed in with Enter Sandman from, of course, the Black Album. Dave, do you have any Metallica on your playlist? I did have Enter Sandman as my number nine pick. It's such a great song. It's another one that you turn it up. For me, even though I'm a Chicagoan true and true, for whatever goofy reason in my life, I'm a Chicago sports fan through and through. I've always been a New York Jets fan. Don't ask me why. So I'm screwed either way come football season. And I've always been a Yankee fan. So I'm just remembering, you know, Mariano Rivera coming out. So enter Sandman was my number nine pick. All right. As Dave said, I'm going to close out my playlist as number 42 would come out and close out a game like a World Series. Oh, yeah. Mo Rivera comes out to enter Sandman. That is my track 10. That's how I closed it out. But enter Sandman was just an iconic song. I had to go with it as a huge New York Yankee fan at that time. It still am. I miss it to this day, not seeing 42 come out of the bullpen and hearing the song. So for me, it's nostalgic, as Brian said. So there was some nostalgia here tonight. But track 10, Metallica, Enter Sandman. Well, I get a trifecta axe for that because I went with Blackened. Yeah. But it is a trifecta for Metallica, nonetheless, well-deserved. Dave, we are back to you for track four. I'm hoping I'm not going to be on an island for this song. This is one of the greatest punk rock songs of all time from the brilliant album, the title track from The Clash is London Calling. I had to go with London Calling is my number four song. Phenomenal song. I think I mentioned another one. uh, We were talking about Highway to Hell. London Calling is another song that was covered by Springsteen and the E Street Band, and I heard it with Tom Morello. But such a brilliant song, and for as much as I love The Clash, that would be the worst concert I ever went to in my 55 years of existence. But London Calling is still my number four song on this. Uh, wow. I did not pick anything from the clash. Oh! I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it. I was going to go with London calling, but you know what? I went with something a little different from my number four, man. Well, unfortunately, Dave, you are on an Island. Oh! And I feel awful because I love that song, but you're not alone, dude. Lazy supper. And Michael Breen on Twitter both chimed in with London Calling. And LI Sports Fan chimed in with Janie Jones. Mm. I'm telling you, your playlist is going to be a tough one to beat because you're going with a lot of a nice spectrum of indie rock and punk. So I like where you're heading with this. Gomez, you are up now for your track four. So my track four. So this is uh, another well-known artist in the industry from when he was a kid till we lost him and he was the biggest icon there is i think we went with michael jackson's dangerous album jam i'll tell you i love this song and i love the video to this song 
Michael versus Michael. Michael Jordan versus Michael Jackson. You're teaching Michael Jackson to play basketball, and you're teaching Michael Jordan to moonwalk. You can't lose. It's a great video. It was a great album. This was a great opening song. I love the fact that the story of they were in a uh, abandoned building in Chicago, about a few blocks away from the Bulls Arena. They shot this video and they built a wall or a, or a hall really to get into the building. So Michael Jackson's tour bus would come in. All he has to do is walk right through that. No one sees him. Um, so phenomenal song, phenomenal video. Track four, Michael Jackson's Jam. Great pick, dude. You're not alone on Michael Jackson. While not picking Jam, Andreas at Latin Jukebox and Ken, a.k.a. Mr. Gentleman, both chimed in with Bad. And Ken, a.k.a. Mr. Gentleman, also chimed in with Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. So two fantastic Michael Jackson openers. Yours is a third. Unfortunately, I do not have any Michael Jackson on my list. Actually, before we go on, our Patreon listener, Anthony Welk, Monkey Noodles, he had Michael Jackson's jam. So yeah, me and him are always on the same wavelength, man. Man, I'm a, I feel like I'm on an island with the playlist tonight. But <laughs> Dave, do you have anything from the King of Pop on your playlist? I do not. But I do want to say the first concert I ever went to, I was a child. My mother took me. We saw the Jackson Five, and they brought out Little Janet back. This was even pre-Good Times days. So the first concert I ever saw was the Jackson Five, and I actually met Michael once. You were mentioning, Gomez, how they brought the tour bus in. Mm -hmm. On the bad tour, he played Chicago, and the next tour stop was Dallas. His tour plane broke down and he had to buy tickets on a commercial airline, the one I work for. There's 34 seats in first class. This was an old DC-10. He bought all 34 seats so nobody would sit with him. It was him and his two security guards. Michael Jackson's not walking through O'Hare. So the police drove him outside to the gate. My supervisor was like, Dave, you're a big music fan. I need you to go to this gate and security screen him. I'm like, who are you talking about? Just go out there. You'll be surprised. (laughs) Okay. So I go out there. I'm like 19 years old at the time. I'm standing out there. Here comes all the police and everything. Out comes Michael Jackson. And they bring him up the jet bridge. And I have to take one of the security wands like from Spinal Tap and go up and down Michael Jackson. And I'm thinking, this dude's not going to hijack a plane. So I just turned it off. But I had to go up and down his whole body. The nicest guy you would meet. Very polite. I'm like, I'm sorry you have to do this, Mr. Jackson. You know, oh, no problem. And, you know, do, do, do. And, okay, thank you. You know, but. I did meet Michael Jackson once. That's awesome. I should have put him on the list for that, but I did not. All right. Well, we are moving on to my track four. And I think now's a good time to explain my playlist theory. I had such a hard time narrowing it down. I decided to pick 10 songs from 10 albums that we've talked about sometime on Playlist Wars tonight. So that kind of narrowed me down because it made 
difficult decisions much easier by these self-imposed parameters, which have nothing to do with the show or anything else. But it was for my mental health, and I think it was a smart move. But I am going back to episode 32, The Battle of Van Halen, featuring our friend Rob from the Great Song Podcast from 1978's Van Halen 1. I'm going with Running with the Devil. Come on. That's all I got to say about the song. That opening squeal and then the thunderous bass. Just, I mean, come on. It is introducing Van Halen to the world. I absolutely love this song. Shout out on Twitter to Kevin Yoda 24 man, Cynthia, Eric, and John Pritchard of the Well Disguised podcast, who all chimed in with this one. But there was other Van Halen love as well as Jason Skull, as well as Kevin again, Yoda 24 man, chimed in with Good Enough from 5150. Morty Stein, who chimed in with Mean Street from Women and Children First. Rich 2022, along with Patreon playlister Cactus Pete, who both chimed in with Pound Cake from For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. And Joel Flores, who chimed in with Seventh Seal from Balance. So lots of Van Halen love tonight, but I went all the way back to when it began. My track for Van Halen, Running With The Devil. Right. Truly awesome pick. It wasn't one of a, a classic, classic movie. Uh, Ready to Rumble with Scott Kahn and oh. David Arquette. <laughs> hey, you know what? I grew up watching wrestling. So for me, I know. I it's know. nostalgic <laughs> for me. And, and just seeing those two in the van with what else but nuns. And they're singing Running With The Devil. Mm. Can't go wrong. I did not have Van Halen on my list. I wish I could put this as an honorable mention, but I'm sticking with Rush tonight as my honorable mention. I will mention it now. So, but I'll say it again at the end. Early in the night, he's calling it. Yes. Dave Van Halen. No, I did not. And it's a great pick and it's a great song. And for all of the albums, this was kind of like another band that I know you're going to mention and I don't want to spoil it, but there were so many good ones that, I couldn't pick one definitive best opening song. So they kind of got lost in the shuffle for me. So no Van Halen. All right. Well, Dave, we are back to you then for track five. I keep saying this is going to be a trifecta, but I keep getting shot down, but (laughs) I'm going to go with a great track from the Rolling Stones. Let it bleed album. Give me shelter phenomenal song if you saw the documentary 30 feet from stardom they talked about how they got the background singer mary clayton to come in in hair curlers in the middle of the night to just belt out that classic rape murder it's just a shot away it's just a phenomenal killer song i mean it was only one year old at the time when it came out, but you can imagine everything that was going on in the late 60s. And this song just is phenomenal to me. So Gimme Shelter is my number five track. Dave, can you imagine that song without Mary Clayton's vocals? No, nah. I cannot. And I like saw Keith Richards do it live and it he had... I think Sarah Dash was the woman that was singing with him at the time. And it was not the same. You just needed Mary Clayton to just belt that out. 
She's gone through some hard times. She just put out a record, I think, a year or two ago. But what a phenomenal voice that Mary Clayton has. That definitely made the song. It would not have been the same song without her. Completely agreed. That is my track nine. Oh, thank you. I'm not alone here. No, I think you said everything you said best. So I'm just going to go on to cover songs here because it's been covered by so many bands. Grand Funk covered it on their Caught in the Act album. Puddle of Mud covered it on mm-hmm. their Rediscovered covered album. And Stone Sour with Lizzie Hale of Hailstorm covered it on the Straight Out of Burbank EP. We talk about this song a lot on episode eight, the battle of the Rolling Stones with John Pritchard from well disguised shout out on Twitter to the Shane and I show Eric Benjamin Haas and Depot who all chimed in with this stones classic with Depot also mentioning another two undeniable openers, Brown sugar from sticky fingers and rocks off from exile on main street, along with Michael Breen who chimed in with sympathy for the devil from beggars banquet. So for me, I'm stoked to see all of the songs from my favorite era of the Rolling Stones represented tonight. But I'm also kind of surprised to see that Start Me Up didn't get any love from the playlisters out there because that's an iconic opener as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So regardless, my track nine, give me shelter. Gomez, give me a trifecta. You have to have it. See what I'm doing? I know the I know the playlisters can't see it, but you see what I'm doing? chopping my head (laughs) no i am the trifecta killer on this one um i did not pick the rolling stones give me shelter uh unfortunately i went again another route with some songs that we've never touched on and some bands we have not heard of yet so i went a totally different way but i do love that song and it wasn't one of my favorite movies with leonardo dicaprio matt damon you're talking all-star cast with jack nicholson Martin Sheen, uh, Mark Wahlberg, The Departed. Yeah. And that was a phenomenal song. And you had a, first of all, it was just a great soundtrack, the whole thing. But I, I did not go with Rolling Stones. Give me shelter, guys. I'm sorry. Oh, and a video game. Shout out to Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. It, was on, it was on Call of Duty. All right. Well, we're calling on you now, Gomez, because we're back to you for track five then. What do you got for us? So track five. This is a band that, Brian, you know I am a huge fan. And unfortunately, one of their lead singers passed away. I am a huge Linkin Park fan. We have not had our Linkin Park episode yet. We're waiting to do this soon, hopefully. But Linkin Park is my band. I love it. I always love Chester. I love Mike. I love Mr. I love the whole band. I love the whole thing. And I went to Hybrid Theory, Paper Cut the first track off their debut album. And Brian and I, we got to see them back in the day in this small, how could I say, holds maybe not even a thousand people and it's no longer existence, the Burchill. Mm-hmm. Hybrid Theory had just literally been out maybe a week. And we got to see them live. And let me tell you, this is where I fell in love with them. I didn't even know, I didn't even know who they were. Brian goes, hey, I got tickets. You want to go see this band? I said, why not? It's a guy's night out. I heard this song, Paper Cut, and I just said, this is it. I love this band. And each song, I just, Brian never saw me, just kept going nuts. And I said, buy, we had to buy the album right there. And it was used in the movie uh, by Jet Li, the one in 2001. 
my track five Lincoln Park paper cut. Oh man, that's a tough one to not include. I love Lincoln Park. I love hybrid theory. I'm actually very much looking forward to doing a Lincoln Park episode very, very soon on the show. I know you went on Michael's record collection to talk about Meteora. That's on the guest appearances page of playlistwarspodcast.com. We also talked about Lincoln Park on episode 52, Rap Rock, with our good buddy Doug Miller. And yes. I want to say your playlist was, dare I use the word, littered with Lincoln Park, but I don't want to spoil anything. So let people go listen to that one. Mm -hmm. Love the band. Sadly, they do not make the cut for me tonight, but I love that pick. Dave. Unfortunately, no, that did not make my list. That was a band that, for whatever reason, I just never got into at the time, and now it's too late, so I'll need to revisit them. But no, that did not make my list. All right. We are moving on to my track five. And with that, we are going back to episode seven of Playlist Wars. This song comes from my favorite album of all time. It is the lead track, 1978's The Cars, Good Times Roll. Reached number 41 on the Billboard US Hot 100. Even though this was not a top 40 hit for the band, it's a classic rock stable, and time has treated this song very, very well. Rick Ocasek's sarcastic commentary on rock and roll's idea of a good time was portrayed brilliantly. Ultimate Classic Rock named the song the fifth best car song, calling it one of the best side ones, track ones ever. I couldn't agree more. I'm actually surprised there weren't any shout outs from the playlisters for the cars. So I guess we will call this my deep cut of the night. The cars, good times roll. Dave, any cars on your list? There is not, but this is an audio show. But if people saw me, I was scribbling down because I know Gomez already called his honorable mention. I was writing down my honorable mention right now, which unless you guys surprise me, that's going to be my honorable mention. I love the cars. Great song. Great kickoff song. I mean, you said it all, but yeah, it's such a phenomenal song. Gomez, am I on an island with the cars? I'm going to guess I am because there's been a lot of islands for a lot of bands tonight. You're on an island, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> All right, Dave, we are back to you now for track six. All right, this has to be a trifecta. If it's not, I'm just walking off right now. <laughs> From Nirvana's Nevermind album, I Gotta Go, It Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yep. <laughs> Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit is actually my number eight. Oh, very nice. Brian, oh. Brian, talk to me. Brian is going to take that trifecta killing axe. However, I am going to hang it on the wall because I am going to make that my honorable mention of the night <laughs> and lock it in because it is a song that I had literally written in the honorable mention spot, <laughs> hoping that one of you two would choose it. So thank you. It gets an honorary trifecta, but did not make my initial 10 but that is my honorable mention for the night and while we're on the topic of nirvana i want to give a shout out to kevin yoda 24 man jay hall the Oki book cast 
Eric RCWHLR, and our friend Andreas at the Latin Jukebox, who all chimed in with Smells Like Teen Spirit. I mean, such a great song. I remember the first time I heard it, like, what is this? What in the world is this? And it's like, you know, I'm in the car driving, and this is pre, you know, holding up your phone to the car speaker to like, who is this band? And I just remember driving, like, I need to like keep driving to hear the DJ say who this is. It just blew me away. Phenomenal, phenomenal song. I saw them live. They did this live. I mean, we could talk about Nirvana for two hours, but it's such a great, great track for me. And surprisingly, we have an episode, a bonus episode of PlaylistWarsPodcast.com, The Battle of Nirvana's Nevermind with Patreon playlister Tim McKay. I don't want to spoil anything, but we might have mentioned this song on the episode. Maybe. maybe, maybe. Possibly. Yeah, there's a good chance. There's a good chance. If I'm a betting man, that was our Patreon member, Tim McKay, who was on with us Mm -hmm. uh, for that Mm -hmm. bonus episode. And on top of it, Brian, I know how you love your covers, but um, we do have a Patreon, Phil Bergman, who uh, we put in for Weird Al, Smells Like Nirvana off the deep end. And we do have to talk about Lauren from the Weird Al podcast on this one. She would probably tell us, thank you for mentioning Weird Al. Yeah, no Weird Al on my list tonight, which is hard. Uh, I think we're all going to feel the wrath of Lauren yeah. when this comes out. Maybe we'll just do this a Patreon only. Let's not let anyone <laughs> hear this episode. <laughs> Word will get back. Yes. We will all have some explaining to do. Yes. Gomez, we are back to you now for your track six. So track six. Now, another, you know, one of my favorite bands that I, uh, I had the honor of seeing with you, Brian, a few times. And unfortunately, another great band that we lost a lead singer to. Stone Temple Pilots off the core album, Dead and Bloated, with Scott Weiland singing that song. Now, when I first heard this CD, I'm like, who the hell is Stone Temple Pilots? So I decided to go at that point. There was a store called Sam Goody back in the day and Tower mm-hmm. Records. And I went to go buy it. And I heard this song, Dead and Bloated. And the, the entrance, the song, how heavy it was, the way he screamed it. It was just a great song. Now, here's another song that did not get a lot of radio play. But hearing it live was unreal. And Brian and I, before COVID hit, me, Brian, and our, our buddy, Drummer Jay, we got to see Stone Temple Pilots at the Stone Pony in Asbury Park. By the way, great Korean tacos on the boardwalk. <laughs> <laughs> and we got to hear the new lead singer, which was the scariest thing I've ever heard. He sounded like Scott Weinland. Oh, Jeff Gott's amazing. He is an amazing, amazing front man for that band. So I said to Brian, I go, look in my arm. I had chills. I had goosebumps because he sounded exactly like him. And, you know, recipes to Scott. We miss you. We love you. Still great album. So Stone Temple Pilots, Dead and Bloated, track five. I absolutely applaud that pick. It is fantastic. I also want to give a shout out to Cynthia, Sind75 on Twitter, who chimed in with that one. Nothing but love for it. Unfortunately, did not make my playlist. Dave, do you have any Stone Temple Pilots on your playlist tonight? I do not. I wish I did. 
Gomez, that's a great, great song. RIP to Scott Weiland. I mean, I think nobody was surprised when we found out that he passed away, but it was very sad. He was a great front man. I did not even think about STP when I was putting together this list, and I'm kind of kicking myself now, and I'm almost ready to get the pencil out to scratch out the cars, but I'm not sure yet, but awesome pick, Gomez. All right. Well, moving on to my track six. Track five was the opening track from my favorite album of all time. So I wanted to use track six for my favorite artist of all time. And that would be Tom Petty. I'm going with the opening track from 1979's Damn the Torpedoes. I'm going with Refugee. Reached number 15 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. If you want to get someone's attention with a Tom Petty song, this is the one to do it. When I talk Petty, I have to talk lyrics because he's one of my favorite lyricists. It's simple but elegant is the way I consider his lyrics. Tell me why you want to lay there and revel in your abandon. Oh, awesome. Cover versions. Melissa Etheridge did a great cover on her greatest hits, the Road Less Traveled album. And given my age, the Chipmunks opened their Chipmunk <laughs> Punk LP with a rockin' rendition. Could have went with the Chipmunks version, but I decided to go with Tom Petty. Be sure to check out episode 10, The Battle of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, featuring our good friend Ben Montgomery from the Records Revisited podcast. Also want to give a shout out on Twitter to Mike WFO Dix, who chimed in with another Tom Petty album opener, Saving Grace, which kicked off his 2006 album, Highway Companion. Another great one. I, obviously, I was going with Petty somewhere in this list tonight. My track six, Tom Petty, Refugee. Great pick. Uh, I, I We both love Tom Petty. You had the fortune of seeing him in the Super Bowl when the Giants beat the Patriots. <laughs> yes, we are Giants fans. <laughs> um, I did not have Petty on mine, but it, it's just an awesome tune. Now, Dave, do you have any Tom Petty on your playlist tonight? I don't. And the waiting was probably would have been my pick if I had to choose one or wildflowers. Uh, Ooh, I love Tom Petty. I actually, when I first started following you, I think this was after your Tom Petty episode. And I'm like, damn it. I wish I could have been on their show then, <laughs> but no Tom Petty. There was just so many to choose from, but if I had to pick, I probably would have went with the waiting. Good choice. All right. Well, Dave, with that, we are back to you for your track seven. My track seven, and I'll preface this by saying that when it came out, I didn't know much about it. When this came out in 1988, my musical styles were different. I was listening to bands like the Smithereens, the Bodines, more rock and roll. But as I grew up, I started to appreciate it more. I'm going with N.W.A.'s title track, Straight Outta Compton. Such an iconic song. It didn't resonate to me when it came out, but as I grew up and matured, I realized how much this meant to a lot of people, and it does to me now, including me. We can't talk about the lyrics because this is a family show, but 
it does resonate with me now as an older adult. And this made huge stars out of everyone. So my track seven is going to be straight out of Compton. Absolutely love that pick. Love, love, love it. I want to give a shout out to Eric RCWHLR, who also chimed in with this one. Sadly, I only have two spots left. And if you've looked at the theme of my playlist, this one does not fit there, but no denying its importance in music and in tonight's playlist. So I love the pick. Gomez? I love the pick. I do have hip hop on my list and I have R&B on my list as my last two. But unfortunately, NWA did not make my list, but it is important in the hip hop culture that was represented. So great job, Dave. Great pick on that one. Thank you. All right, Gomez. Well, we are back to you then for your track seven. My track seven. So we're going to go a little R&B with a little pop to it. I went back to 1997's Usher, You Make Me Wanna. Now, this song was one of Usher's biggest tracks besides uh, My Way, Yeah, with uh, Little John. And this was high school days for me, too. So, of course, you know, in 97, I was a junior. No, junior. Yeah, junior in high school. So this is just a song I remember hanging out with my friends in the car. We all sang it. We all hung out by Burger King in Clifton or in Rutherford. <laughs> it was just those times where I hung out with a lot of my friends from the team. Burger King. You didn't yeah. go to Rutt's Hut? I'm not too far behind you. No, but Rutt's closes at midnight. Burger King didn't. Ah, I'll allow it. If we're hanging out past midnight, Burger King cheeseburgers and onion rings can't go wrong with beer. I would prefer at that age and that time of my life, I would go with Murder Burgers and White Castle, but totally different topic. You were talking about Usher? Yes, <laughs> and um, we used to all sing it. Um, good note to it. I didn't realize that Jermaine Tupri actually wrote this song with uh, Manuel Seal with Usher. So they produced it together. It just turned out to be one of the hottest songs in the 90s for Usher. So track seven, Usher, you make me want to. Gomez, you see where my playlist is going. I know. It's a good tune. It's a fun tune. Usher never came into my thought process at all. I'm not a massive fan of his, but I respect him as an artist and i dig that song if i were to pick one mm -hmm. along with like yeah but i don't even think that was an album kickoff no it was not right so regardless did not make my list dave do you have any usher on your playlist i do not it's a great track it did not make my list great job gomez thank you thank you all right well my track seven is not a curveball if you're thinking about where my list goes the song reached number seven on the Billboard U.S. Hot 100 and was number 467 on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs of All Times list. From 1987's Appetite for Destruction, I am going with Guns N' Roses' Welcome to the Jungle. In 2009, was named the greatest hard rock song of all time by VH1, as well as the readers of Rolling Stone magazine, who rated it the greatest sports anthem of all time. Mm -hmm. We talk about this song a lot during episode 22, the battle of guns and roses featuring John Pritchard of the well-disguised podcast, as well as episode 24, the battle of you guessed it sports anthems with our good friend, Justin Pennock from the talking giants podcast. I want to give a shout out on Twitter to the Shane and I show seven rock lists, K Hutch, 
Andreas at the Latin Jukebox, and Mike Mott, who all chimed in with Welcome to the Jungle, as well as our friends at the Project Football Podcast, who chimed in with Right Next Door to Hell, the opener from Use Your Illusion 1. Obviously, if you saw where my playlist is going, it's no surprise. Track 7, Guns N' Roses, Welcome to the Jungle. Dave, do you have any GNR rock in your list tonight? I do not. And that was like another one that had I broadened my list, I probably would have had it in the top 20. But this was such a hard homework assignment that you gave me <laughs> that after a while, it's like, these are the 15 I have and they're going to fluctuate depending on my mood. And I'm going to drive myself crazy if I keep thinking about more. So Guns N' Roses was not even on my radar. I will hang my Jets hat in shame. <laughs> Gomez, I'm just going to guess I'm on an island with Guns N' Roses tonight. You are. I actually uh, had it on my list. I took it off my list. It went back on my list. I took it off the list. All right. Well, Dave, with that, we are back to you for your track eight. My track eight, I know I'm on an island. I'm so far out on the island, it's not even funny. I'm going with one of my favorite performers of all time, one of my favorite songwriters. This was in his days when he was with Sugar off the Copper Blue album. I'm going with The Act We Act is my track number eight. Love the song. Love the lyrics. Just, you know, the act that we act. It's wearing thin. It's under my skin. It's such a phenomenal song to me. It means a lot to me. So I had to put something from Bob Mold in my list. So Sugar's The Act We Act is my track number eight. I actually love Bob Mold. I love his solo stuff. I dare I say almost more than Sugar. Yeah. Like his solo stuff's fantastic. And then obviously being a massive Foo Fighters fan, I love that he guests on Dear Rosemary on Wasting Light. Yes. Which is such a fantastic track. Unfortunately, no sugar on my list. Gomez, you said you had R&B and hip hop. You only have one spot left. So I'm going to go out on a crazy limb and assume that you did not mistake Sugar's The Act We Act as a hip hop song. No, I did not. Well, your track eight was Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit. And being Gomez, Dave, and myself only have one track left. And Gomez says his is hip hop. Mine is not. So I think we are now closed on any chance of a trifecta. Dave, you might, might have this song on your playlist. I don't know. But seeing where my playlist went, it should be no surprise that my track eight is from 1969's Led Zeppelin 1. I am going with Good Times, Bad Times. We talk about John Bonham's drumming nuances with John Laurie, who's the drummer for Tantric, way back at episode nine, The Battle of Led Zeppelin. Check that episode out. Cover versions, Godsmack on their 10 Years of Godsmack compilation and Sammy Hagar in the Circle, featuring Jason Bonham on drums, John's son, from the At Your Service live album, which features several Zeppelin covers. I want to give a shout out to Brains on the Outside, who also chimed in with this one. 
as well as the Insufferable Bastards podcast, who chimed in with Black Dog from Zeppelin 4, and Matthew Berkey, who chimed in with Immigrant Song from Zeppelin 3. I mean, it's kind of a given that Zeppelin knew how to open an album, so I'm not shocked to see kind of a large swath of Zeppelin songs chimed in with tonight. Gomez, I know you don't have it because it's not hip-hop, so I'm just going to jump over to Dave. Do we even have a crossover here, or am I on a Zeppelin island? You are. This was my toughest call because the songs you mentioned, even in the evening from In Through the Outdoor, Mm. is a track that I love. It was so hard for me to pick one song from Led Zeppelin that I think if I would have just said, oh, I'll just pick two or three Zeppelin songs from this, I could have done it. There were so many good ones that I didn't pick any from them. So, yeah, you're uh, you're on the island. All right. Well, moving on to track nine. Dave, you had Metallica's Enter Sandman. I had the Rolling Stones' Gimme Shelter. And Gomez has a hip-hop song that I definitely don't have because I am closed. And I'm going to assume Dave doesn't have because he's already done hip hop, but that might surprise me. So Gomez, what are you closing out with tonight with your track nine? So again, uh, I must have the death list tonight because this is another great hip hop artist that we lost way, way too soon. I would have loved to have seen what he could have done now because what this man did in 94, 95, 96, and 97 his last album that was released after his death. I'm talking about the notorious B.I.G. The Life After Death album. And I'm going with the opening track. Somebody's got to die. And I'll tell you, this is powerful lyrics. And one of them that always stood out is, I'm sitting in the crib dreaming about Lear Jets and Coops. The way Salt Shoops and how they sell records like Snoop Oops. This song just resonates with me a lot because I was a big Biggie fan during my hip-hop era age at that time. So track nine for me, Notorious B.I.G., out of the 1997 Life After Death album, Somebody's Got to Die. Great pick, Gomez. Obviously, I'm closed out. It did not make my list. I do want to give a throwback to episode 19, The Battle of 90s Hip-Hop with Doug Miller. I think it's safe to say we talked about it. And Mm -hmm. tease ahead, folks, next week. We are doing the battle of 90s hip hop part two part two with Doug. Once again, this one might be a contender for my list next week, but I don't want to spoil anything just yet. Dave, do you have notorious B.I.G. closing your list tonight or are Gomez and you both on an island as well for your last picks of the night? Yeah, we're both like Rose on that little raft after the Titanic. We're just (laughs) by ourselves on the little wooden raft floating aimlessly because, yeah, I love the pick Gomez, but I had to go with something that I'm actually going to defer to both of you more for my last closing track. So I guess at this point, we're moving on to track 10. I had, for those about to rock, we salute you from ACDC. Gomez had Metallica's Enter Sandman. Dave, you are on an island. You just teased this song. What is your closing track for tonight? My closing track is another one of my all-time favorite artists. After 9-11, the rumor is that 
he was walking along the beaches of New Jersey and someone pulled up to him and said, Bruce, we need you. And off of the rising album that came out in 2002, which was all about nine 11, mostly the title track from that, which isn't even my favorite song off the album or my favorite opening track from him. But to me, I think it's the most important that I had to go with Lonesome Day from Bruce Springsteen. It was the first record that he put out with the E Street Band since Born in the USA. I mean, some of the other records had other members of the band in it, but this was really the first E Street Band record since 1984. It just you know, talked about everything with 9-11, both you guys from being out in that area, the New York, New Jersey area, you could speak to its importance far more than I can, but I felt that was a song I had to have in my top 10. So my number 10 song is Lonesome Day from Bruce Springsteen's The Rising. Powerful, powerful, powerful pick. I love it. If we were doing an episode on closing songs from an album, mm -hmm. My City of Ruins yeah. would have to be in the yes. conversation. I love that song. The Rising's a fantastic album. It's still very hard for me to listen to that album all the way through just because it really hits, especially in this area. Mm -hmm. um, those wounds will never close. So it's one of those things that it's a hard album to listen to, but it is, like you said, an important album. I do not have it on my list. Obviously, it's closed, but I do want to give a shout out to a gamer looks at 40 who also chimed in with a Bruce Springsteen track. He chimed in with Thunder Road, a different opener. I'm sure it's a song you're a fan of as well, yeah. Dave. Good song. In my defense, we haven't done a Bruce Springsteen episode yet, so it didn't fit the motif of my criteria. So that was a good way to scrape that one from yeah. mine without guilt because there would be a lot of it. Dave, that's another great pick. Uh, I, I do love Bruce Springsteen. I had the opportunity to see him twice in concert and phenomenal, phenomenal live concert. I, I love it. Very powerful pick. Well, before we get into our honorable mentions, which are probably already locked in, we yeah. have a few Patreon playlist or chime-ins that I want to put out into the universe. And first up is a voicemail we received from Patreon playlister David Lee Smith. Hey, Brian and Gomez. This is the Voodoo Child, David Lee Smith. So you want to know a great album opening song, huh? How about the mighty high wire from the oh-so-criminally-underrated Badlands? Now that is what DLS likes to call an album opening song. Guys, you're doing a fantastic job with the podcast. Thank you so very kindly. Keep on doing your thing and keep on rocking and rolling on. Badlands is such an underrated band. If we ever did an episode on underrated bands, I would have to include them in my list. I love the pick, David, and look forward to having you back on the show very soon. Going down the line from the other Patreon playlist or chime-ins, we have Tim McKay, who chimed in with Oasis's Rock and Roll Star from Definitely Maybe, as well as Rob Ebert, who chimed in with that one. Sissy chimed in with a trio of Kiss songs, Detroit Rock City from Destroyer, Psycho Circus from the album of the same name, and Rise to It from Hot in the Shade. 
The Verve's Bittersweet Symphony from Urban Hymns and the White Stripes Seven Nation Army from Elephant. Philip Bergman chimed in with the Beatles. I saw her standing there from Please Please Me. Simon and Garfunkel's Bridge Over Troubled Water from the album of the same name. Jules Standing Still from This Way. The Velvet Underground's Sunday Morning from the Velvet Underground and Nico. And Voice of the Beehive, Monsters and Angels from Honey Lingers. Anthony Welk chimed in with Iron Maiden's Aces High from Power Slave. Bon Jovi's Lay Your Hands on Me from New Jersey. Prince's Let's Go Crazy from the Purple Rain soundtrack. Hearts If Looks Could Kill from Hearts' self-titled album. In Excess's Guns in the Sky from Kick and Lamb of God's Laid to Rest from Philadelphia. Cactus Pete chimed in with Asia's Heat of the Moment from their self-titled David Lee Roth's Yankee Rose from Eat em and Smile, Huey Lewis in the News' Heart of Rock and Roll from Sports, Journeys Don't Stop Believing from Escape, and Tears for Fears Shout from Songs from the Big Chair. And finally, Rob Ebert chimed in with Counting Crows Round Here from August and Everything After, Jimmy Eat World, Bleed American from the album of the same name, and Bush's Everything Zen. All of those songs that I just mentioned, there's probably 90% of those could have easily made my list. That just shows how hard this was to narrow it down. It's kind of funny, Brian, as you're going down the list, I'm going, ooh, there's a lot of great songs that the Patreon sent to us. And we just scratched the surface of what we thought was a great, our great list too. Yeah, we could definitely definitely do a part two of this dave yeah no one had american idiot american pie <laughs> yeah blitzkrieg pop we talked about on my show brian the doors no one had break on through oh i had the changeling in my top 15 okay and i was gonna mention we talked about that on your 1971 episode yeah that was a hard cut to make yeah we could have done 20 songs on this for sure easily. oh without a doubt easily yeah so i think it's safe to say folks expect a part two with Dave down the road for sure. If you want to become a part of the Patreon playlist or family, it's quite easy. Head over to patreon.com forward slash playlist wars and select whatever tier works best for you. Finally, we have one more voicemail here this time from our friend Rob at the great song podcast. What's up, Brian Gomez. It's Rob from the great song podcast had to chime in on the opening song. Going with, I feel like, kind of an unsung opening song, but iconic track. Everybody loves it. Instant feel-good classic. I'm going to go with Life is a Highway by Tom Cochran, opening track to the 1991 album It's a Mad, Mad World. I know it might not make anybody's list, but, man, just instant awesomeness all over the place. Life is a Highway. Peace. Fantastic tune, Rob. One that Colburn & Company covers regularly. All right, guys, we've all kind of mentioned that we had some pretty strong, and I think Gomez and I already locked them down, but let's go with the formalities here. Dave, what is your official honorable mention song of the night? My official honorable mention was your pick, Brian. I'm going to go with the Cars, Good Times Roll. What a great song. It was one I should have thought of, but just a great song from the Cars. Gomez. Well, mine, I said it right, I think, after our third uh, song in. My honorable mention is uh, Honor to Dom, Rush, Tom Sawyer. 
All right. And I went with Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit. I'm sticking with it. So now's the time of the show where we're each going to go through our playlists, track one through track 10, along with our honorable mention. So the playlists can hear our idea of an album openers list in its entirety. Dave, our esteemed guest, let's start with you. All right. My number one track was from Who's Next, Baba O'Reilly. Number two track from the Joshua Tree, I had Where the Streets Have No Name. Number three from REM's Life's Rich Pageant, Begin the Begin. Number four was from The Clash's London Calling, the title track song from that. Number five was from the Rolling Stones' Let It Bleed album, Give Me Shelter. Number six was from Nirvana's Nevermind, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Number seven was the title track from NWA's Straight Outta Compton. Number eight, which was my wild card, this was Sugar's Copper Blue album, The Act We Act. Number nine was Metallica's self-titled album, Enter Sandman. And number 10 was Bruce Springsteen's The Rising, the title track, Lonesome Day. And my honorable mention was The Cars, Good Times Roll. Gomez. Track one, ACDC, Highway to Hell. Track two, Queen, One Vision. Track three, The Who, Baba O'Reilly. Track four, Michael Jackson's Jam. Track five, Lincoln Park's Paper Cut. Track six, Stone Temple Pilots, Dead and Bloated. Track seven, Ushers, You Make Me Wanna. Track eight, Nirvana, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Track nine, The Notorious B.I.G., Somebody's Got to Die. Track 10, Metallica's Enter Sandman. And my honorable mention, Rush Tom Sawyer. And I kick things off with track one, The Who's Baba O'Reilly. Track two, Rush's Tom Sawyer. Track three, Metallica, Blackened. Track four, Van Halen's Running with the Devil. Track five, The Cars, Good Times Roll. Track six, Tom Petty's Refugee. Track seven, Guns N' Roses, Welcome to the Jungle. Track eight, Led Zeppelin, Good Times, Bad Times. Track nine, The Rolling Stones, Gimme Shelter. And track 10, ACDC, for those about to rock, we salute you with my honorable mention, Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit, which was an honorary trifecta tonight. Metallica was a trifecta at the band level with Gomez and Dave picking Enter Sandman and I picking Blackened. And we had a band and song trifecta at The Who's, Baba O'Reilly. Three distinct playlist playlisters. I think you're going to have a hard time choosing tonight because these playlists are all over the place. A little something for everybody. Head over to playlistwarspodcast.com. Visit the album openers page and vote for which one of the three of us you think got it right. Completing Dave from the Beer in Front podcast. It's always a pleasure. Why don't you tell people a little bit more about your show and where they can find and connect with you? Oh, well, thanks again for having me. I appreciate it both. Gomez, Brian, it's always fun talking to you guys. You're my favorite podcast that's out there. I listen to you more than I listen to me. So (laughs) I love your show. You can find me anywhere you listen to podcasts, you know, your Apples, your Spotify's, your good pods, things like that. I talk about great craft beer old school beers that maybe we forgot about old school dad beers all about beer about the city of Chicago 
You could find me anywhere. If you follow me on Twitter or Instagram, you could go to at beer in front. You could find me there. I'm more active on Twitter than I am Instagram, but you could find me there at beer in front. You could email me at davidbeerinfront.com if you have a beer suggestion. So you could hunt me down pretty much anywhere you listen to this show. So first of all, I got to thank Dave for coming on this episode with us, Dave. It's an honor as usual. Thank you for coming on with us. Brian, as usual, you do awesome for the show. We can't thank you enough for everything you do for us. And to the playlisters, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And you know what? We're going to see you next time when a new battle takes place on Playlist Wars. Good night, everybody. You can find Playlist Wars on Facebook and Twitter at Playlist Wars. On Instagram at Playlist Wars Podcast. On email at playlistwars at gmail.com or via voicemail at 201-644-6498. That's 201-644-6498. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a five-star review and be sure to tell a friend or multiple friends about the show. Until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>